Welcome to the Leadership Void Podcast. Enrique and Vince here, and we're all about helping you develop and fill the areas of void in your leadership. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Leadership Void Podcast. I'm Enrique, my co-host Vince, and we're so fortunate today uh, to have a special guest. Uh, This episode is directly uh, focused on the Air Force birthday. So happy birthday, Air Force. Uh, the youngest, well, not the youngest anymore now that the Space Force is there, <laughs> but that you're growing up. So we uh, celebrate all the years of service the Air Force has provided our nation and all the airmen that comprise that force. And so I'm going to let Vince introduce our special guest. Vince, take it away. All right. Well, everyone, today we are honored and it's just an honor to be here celebrating the best Air Force of the world. 73 years in the making since 1947, since we separated from the Army Air Corps. Uh, And we have with us today, the Senior Enlisted Advisor from the Air Force National Guard Bureau, Senior Enlisted Advisor, Tony Whitehead. So who graciously took time out of his busy schedule to be with us. And we are just so honored to have him talk about what all he does with the enlisted matters, effective training, utilization of health of the force and enlisted professional development. So without that, happy birthday, Airmen. And let's go ahead and take it away and know a little bit about you and about the evolution while you were in the Air Force. All right, well, good morning to uh, Enrique and Vince. Hey, so listen, if you don't mind, uh, I'm gonna, uh, gonna help out because it's, a, it's, it's not a new position, but uh, with the new Chevron that goes with it, I'll let you know, I am the senior list advisor to the Chief of the National Guard Bureau. And with that comes the airmen and the soldiers of our National Guard. So uh, it's pretty exciting. And uh, it's, uh, I want to say it's overwhelming, but I tell you what, it's extremely humbling. Uh, but I, I'm excited to be here today. And, uh, and thank you both for, for both first your service and then for uh, celebrating our Air Force's 73rd birthday. So, uh, so thank you for that. Outstanding. Uh, you know, we're, we're celebrating an, an epic birthday in an epic year, to say the least. (laughs) Uh, But there's been a lot of great things come from the Air Force this year alone, right? Uh, Mm. A a four-star selection, first ever, right? African-American to lead the force. Um, Man, I I thought I was applauding the Air Force then. Then they come out and select the first female Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force. I mean, they, they're just piling it on. And then, you know, lo and behold, <laughs> you know, the, the, the chief of, of the National Guard selects, you know, you as, as his senior enlisted advisor. And, um, you know, if the Air Force has ever made a historic year, uh, 2020, even with its bumps and bruises, has been it, if you ask me. And so... You know, for our listeners that uh, that are getting are about to get to know Tony uh, Whitehead, what can you share with us ab- about the evolution of the Air Force? Uh, something that where you came in and and the things that you've seen. Oh wow, that's a that's a pretty good question, and uh, I love the way you framed it at the beginning about uh, you know General Brown and uh, Chief Master of the Air Force Bass, uh, who had the privilege of knowing when we were both uh, numbered Air Force Command Chiefs. Uh, taking a bus ride at the uh, Air Force Academy a little less than a year ago, and we were talking about our plans for the future, and uh, neither one of us talked about where we are today. So uh, this is pretty exciting. 
Uh, so again, thank you for framing that question. So the, the evolution over the years, uh, this, this young guy who you see before you, probably about the same age as both of you, uh, started out in the, uh, in the world of security forces, or it was security police at the time, uh, navigating the missile fields of Ellsworth Air Force Base, South Dakota. And uh, at that time, uh, you know, they had uh, Jeep CJ7s. <laughs> that, that'll put it into perspective about time um, that we utilized uh, to, to, to move around the missile fields of South Dakota. And so obviously back then, you know, utilizing ICBMs, that's, that's where we were as an Air Force and the Strategic Air Command in particular. But over the years, uh, obviously evolved uh, from security police, security police to security forces and uh, where they combined the career fields. So uh, again, been around for a while. Now it makes me feel really old. <laughs> but um, but to, to see that, that change and in that time frame, 10 years, I changed from the active component uh, to the National Guard. But to see what the Air Force has done over the years uh, with not only the, the people, uh, our weapon systems, and the processes and procedures, you know, from our former Chief Master on the Air Force to definitely uh, Chief Master on the Air Force Bash now, um, we are still on a roller coaster ride of, of changes that are going to just make us an even better force. Um, a couple other things, too, uh, that I'm sure both of you gentlemen saw was uh, the change in size. I mean, we had a huge Air Force, uh, you know, a couple of decades ago. And to see it being reduced, uh, you know, the way it is now by hundreds of thousands, if you will, over time, mind you, um, it's, it's amazing that we're still able to accomplish the things that we do. And in some cases, because of technology, we're doing bigger and better things. And as you mentioned, uh, Enrique, you, you talked about uh, the invention of our, our, our Space Force. Wow. You know, we, we, we never thought we would see that, but uh, it's here. And, um, and it's part of our future. And just as, uh, you know, we had the Navy and from that, the United States Marine Corps, you know, our, Uni our United States Space, Space Force is going to be just a, a phenomenal uh, part of who we are as far as our arsenal in our national defense and uh, part of uh, what we will do to keep our, our, our universe safe, if you will. That's interesting to say that universe, but that's where we are. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to, to infinity and beyond here, you know, Toy Story, but... <laughs> But truthfully so, you know, and beyond is true. Talk about the future. Um, what is your take of, of the future of the Air Force and the National Guard? Oh, wow. That's uh, that, that too is a good question. Um, I see us, the synergies of what we do uh, become more of, 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 of one. Um, our, our DOD as a whole is, is starting to look at how we can work better together, you know, not just when we have to go out and fight the fight, uh, but behind the scenes where we're looking for efficiencies that we're continuing to look for and all those commonalities that can help us to kind of grow and develop as, as, as a fighting force or just as an armed forces. Um, but the future of our Air Force, I tell you, um, we're still going to look at those, uh, those efficiencies that we can find, um, you know, from our last Chief of Staff of the Air Force and Chief Master of the Air Force and into now, you know, we're going to see uh, just an increase in our, in our end strength, uh, which is what we need. And uh, our leaders wouldn't have made that decision that that's what we need to go if we didn't need it. So uh, that's a good thing. And uh, we've talked about our Space Force. And of course, um, at the beginning, we talked about the, uh, the diversity inclusion that we see. I think the, the, the honest conversations that we're having from the youngest of our enlisted men and women up to, you know, the most senior officers across the spectrum. Now we see some very candid conversations about how we can actually get after uh, having the talent that we need in the room to make the right decisions about how we move forward and how we even recruit and retain the right people throughout the year. So, uh, so we're, we're on the track to do some great things. That's our future. That's uh, wonderful to hear. And I, uh, as a Navy person, and I have been sharing this with Vince prior, um, I was fortunate 
uh, to be raised in an Air Force home. And let me explain this. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm from the Meteorology and Oceanography Command. We had a joint venture uh, in education. Uh, that joint venture brought us to Air Force bases. So I went to Chinook Air Force Base for my service school. Oh, and, uh, and, and that base was closed and they moved the, ba uh, the schoolhouse to Keesler Air Force Base. So imagine a sailor that's supposed to be on a ship dining at the um, uh, dining facilities uh, on an Air Force Base. So, I mean, we were blown away. We knew no better. And then we got taken back to the Navy base and said, what happened? <laughs> so, uh, but um, I've seen a lot of change myself uh, as a serviceman. Uh, and member uh, uh, of how the Air Force has evolved. And I'm so proud to have them as a, a sister force um, fighting the different battlegrounds that they fight. Um, mm -hmm. and, and you mentioned the future of the Air Force and, and it indeed is bright. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, leadership and, and if you will share uh, your leadership highlights or pearls of wisdom as they say uh, of the time when you was in the Air Force and then in the National Guard? Well, pearls of wisdom, huh? <laughs> that's, that's scary to think that I actually have some. Um, <laughs> but we do. And I know, uh, you know, Vince, being a, a former senior CEO of our Air Force, know that uh, we, we, we do get an opportunity to train and grow and to, uh, and to actually get introduced to some great uh, leadership nuggets and opportunities throughout our career. So with me, I would have to say, uh, even thinking about my career uh, in, in, you know, in retrospect, one of the things I learned, um, I think it was when I was a first sergeant, um, we, we were in the Air National Guard at the time, we were talking about diversity and, and inclusion back then. This was right around the turn of, of, uh, of the century, if you will, uh, 2000. And his name is Dr. Samuel Batanzas. And uh, he, he came to us and he was talking to us. This is in Denver, Colorado. Uh, about you know the things that we don't think about, which really is, is resonates with us today. And he said, uh, change is inevitable and growth is optional. So I've heard it a few years, but the first time I heard that was back 20 years ago. Wow, 20 years ago now. And when I thought about it, I was like, you know, that's, that is such a true statement because the evolution of our careers, of what we see happening in our country, and especially in our Air Force in particular, you know, change is going to happen. There's going to be a change in the calendar every single day, whether we like it or not, or whether we uh, choose to understand that. But the growth part, that, that, that's what resonates with us as individuals and us as a force. And what we see is we see those leaders that understand it, that adopt all those changes that need to be adopted to include, uh, you know, adding in that, that, to that element of me of emotional intelligence. It helps us to be able to lead our airmen uh, through these changes that they're seeing. And on the back end of that, we will find ourselves understanding that, you know, we've got some airmen now that are coming in. We need to kind of understand, not kind of, we need to understand where they're coming from. And so if we learn from them how, the, how to best lead them through understanding experiences, we'll become better leader, leaders ourselves. You know, and this is not giving up any power, any influence. If anything, it's showing a strength that we have that we're, we're willing to listen to those that are being a part of the future. Because if you think about it, with the three of us talking, um, the technology that has come about, uh, even when we were still in, the two of you were still in, you weren't really taught the technology. You were taught that these are the changes that were coming. But interestingly enough, the new recruits that were coming in, they were taught the technology. So they embraced it as part of who they were. That's their identity coming into the force. 
And so if we think about that, we will say, hey, you know what? We're going to be leading our force and we're going to be setting our force up for success in the future. You might want to listen to them a little more. So and that's why I believe that, you know, when you think about change is inevitable and growth is optional. I think about the changes that are happening, but us as leaders, we've got to, we've got to grow. Well, you know what? I also met and am honored to know Dr. Samuel Betances yeah. from Chicago, Illinois. So I, I had a lot of opportunities to meet him and he's a great individual. I think he's in Guam now with his wife, Linda, but mm -hmm. he's definitely showed me the path. Um, he shared with me, you know, we learn to read and read to learn. And I took that and took it to the next phase as leaders. We learn to listen and listen to learn. To, to your point and to a great pearls of wisdom. And as we go forward and going to, towards the new the force, what leadership tips or advice do you give upcoming airmen? Oh, wow. That's, uh, you know, I tell you what, uh, thanks for asking that question, Vince. To me, it kind of goes to what I was just talking about. Um, when you think about our new men and women, our, our new service members becoming a part of our team, um, we, we're learning a lot of unique things about them uh, as time goes on. Uh, what I believe is, is a good thing for our new airmen, new sailors, soldiers, Marines, Coasties, uh, our Space Force brothers and sisters, is um, they, when they talk about their experiences or the things that help them to get to where they are, meeting to the recruiter's office, they need to speak to them from a vantage point of victor and not victim. You know, we, we always want to listen to what they have to say and say, well, well, what can we do to help you through that? And we definitely want to help them through that. But if we understand that it took some strength and character for them to get over some of the things that they've been through their years in those young years of their life to get them to the recruiter's office, we kind of need to listen to what they're saying because if we listen to it from a point to where they brought some strength and they're actually bringing some diversity of experience to our force, we are going to be a stronger force. So to those that are becoming a part of our force and those that are in their first term, I would tell them, hey, talk about your experiences from the vantage point of a victor, not a victim. Now, that's so critical. And <clears throat> many times we don't consider what's being brought into the team. And uh, that is such a great position to be in as a leader because you automatically plus up your team when you take all the advantage of what they're bringing in from the, from the start. Instead of saying, as I've heard, you got to wait your turn. <laughs> you know, you're new, you know, just calm down. You can't change the world. Maybe they can, and maybe they can help you if you took the time to listen. So I appreciate uh, that comment for sure, because as a leader and, and Vince as well, leadership development, these are things that will change the dynamic of leadership and group dynamics if, if they only took the time to listen. So when we're talking about your future because you are the future right now you're standing in a position uh where you're going to be able to effect some changes you're going to be able to facilitate some changes uh, within the air national guard and and your influence uh, has now grown you know uh, <laughs> by tempo uh, maybe more right um and i know you hold that with dear uh with with a dear heart and and you will treat that delicately What's, uh, you know, what's next uh, for you here in the next couple of years? Uh, well, from what I understand, even with uh, the COVID happening, um, a, a lot of travel. <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> but 
But uh, I'm excited about that because, um, and I'm not telling you anything. I'm sure if you talk to any of the other service senior enlisteds, they'll tell you there's something about an energy that we get when we communicate with our, our, our airmen and our soldiers um, that it's, there's nothing like it. You know, you get out there, you talk to them, especially the younger ones, because they're excited. I mean, they're looking to you and thinking, you know, this is possibly going to be my future. And so we have to make sure that when we're out there, one, we're not afraid to engage with them because those are the things that, um, that actually put barriers in place for them to actually be honest with leadership is if we, <clears throat> we stop engaging with them. Um, the other thing um, that I talked to my boss about assuming this responsibility is I believe a, a well-educated force is a well-trained force and it's a better force. So um, looking for opportunities to insert what we have learned and what we're learning now from uh, our younger service members or even just from our lessons learned over the years uh, into our professional development along the way. We don't wait till they become senior NCOs to talk to them about the things that they need to learn to be leaders. We make it a part of every aspect of training. And when we do that, we find ourselves with people that are they're asking uh, very strategic questions, they're asking operational questions, and even those tactical questions that will get the information to the youngest of service members, and they'll challenge even some of us more senior members to think about some of the things that we're doing, some of the policies and procedures that we're putting out there, and, and, and we'll, we'll find ourselves starting to communicate better. So uh, for me, it's uh, communication and finding opportunities to develop both personally and professionally our force. Definitely looking for those opportunities, you know, in the holistic manner of, of the individual. We want to bring the individual skill sets to the table and have a seat to the, at the table, which is so true. And, and for those folks who would like to know more or get involved with the National Guard Bureau or get involved and understand more about your leadership, how do they contact you or the National Guard Bureau? Uh, definitely. Um, we're out there on the World Wide Web as, uh, you know, National Guard. Uh, you just put in National Guard, you know, .com or .gov. And, um, you know, obviously the Air Force is out there. You, you can never go wrong with, with going to uh, Go Go Guard or uh, just our Active Duty Air Force website. And, um, hey, Tony.Whitehead at us.af.mil. I'm not afraid to answer a question if you send that directly to me. Outstanding. Um, and folks, you know, uh, as we celebrate this great uh, birthday, right, because that's what it is, um, we, we also encourage you uh, to, to reach out uh, to Tony at, um, you know, through the means that he's provided. Uh, but if you want to reach out to us, uh, me and Vince, and, and the things particular to the show, the leadershipvoid at gmail.com uh, is our address. You can send us requests. You can send us comments. Uh, if there's something on the show that you would like to see or a personality that you would like to see us interview, please do that through our email uh, and, uh, and we'll be glad to uh, answer it. Uh, most of the time you see us wearing, I'm, I'm wearing my, you know, my Air Force golf shirt <laughs> in honor of the Air Force. Vince is wearing his Air Force shirt. Uh, but if you have t-shirts or mugs you would like to have us uh, use on our show, uh, please do that through that email as well. Yes, and Air Force has the best golf courses out there and dining <laughs> facilities. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so again, thank you, Tony. Happy birthday, 73rd of this wonderful inception since we start off Army Air Corps. Um, for those out there, just remember theleadershipvoid at gmail.com if you want to reach us. But next week, we're back on the road 
we're staying coming to and understanding more about uh, a nonprofit called the Mission Continues, and they are empowering veterans to continue their service and empower communities with the veteran talent. So we have the opportunity to speak with a uh, senior city impact manager, Kelly Austin. So looking forward to speaking with her to know about more about the mission continues and folks who want to do something after their service or, and or family members can join in, in that opportunity. And we thank you so much for being here. Happy birthday again, Air Force, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Leadership Void Podcast. If you have any topics you would like to discuss or you are dealing with leadership issues, be sure to write us at theleadershipvoid at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Until next time.